everybody. Guess who's back? It's me. What's up, Hollow Colt? Hope everybody's having a good weekend. And it's your half, it's halfway over. So we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. Finally. Um stoked to be back. Uh shout out to Merc the Jerk, Mr. Merkel for uh man in the guns while I was gone. Appreciate it, dog. I didn't get to sit in on the whole live. Seemed like it was a pretty good time. Hollow Colt was banging in there. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, I mean, we've gotten uh, a lot of compliments on that episode as far as, like, allowing Tony to do his thing and not, not shutting it down and or deviating from the knowledge he had to share. And I find that really humbling, I guess, the word that I'm going to choose, because... You know, me and Steve have stated before that everybody everybody gets a say at our table. You know, we're not going to shut you down because you have a differing opinion than us. And it's cool to see that resonate within the hollow cult as well. To see everyone kind of take that stance. I know there was a couple that didn't really see it that way, and that's on them. I'm not going to worry about that. But for the most part... Everybody in the whole cult kind of lives up to the bar, and I'm I'm extremely proud of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I stand with Kyle on this one. You know, we don't have to think the same to get along. You know, everybody's got their own beliefs. Everybody's got their own opinions. Everybody's got their own, uh, I guess, way of seeing things, and when we can all bring those together and communicate with them and just, just be, be together. Like that says a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we can all, if we take the time, we can all learn to learn from each other instead of talking, talking smack and just, mm-hmm. you know, pushing, things to the side and like i said super proud of you guys and the way that everybody handles things in the hollow cult like it really shows to the character of all of you and then just the overall message that we're kind of pumping out there and the people that we're attracting like it it really does make us feel like we're kind of changing the game a little bit we're trying we are trying Oh, well, let's see here. Uh, vacation was awesome. We went down to Branson. It was a good time. Uh, did a lot of stuff, hung out with the boys, went and saw the aquarium down in Springfield. It was dope. Uh, Sarah and the boys went kayaking. That was pretty cool. What else did we do? Oh, we saw the Titanic down there and we're not stuck at the bottom of the ocean. So that's a plus. That's a good that's thing. A plus. <laughs> Probably shouldn't make light of that subject, but I mean, something about billionaires just being stuck in a tube. Did they find them or is it just still MIA? I don't know. They heard not. I read that they heard knocking down there. For anybody that doesn't know, five people are stuck in the bottom of the ocean that went in this janky ass 
submersible, which I mean, it, it, it's submersed, so not wrong. Uh, two of them are billionaires, I think, and now they're stuck down there. But they heard they were picking up knocking sounds as of this morning. So they think they're down there just banging on the ship or banging on the inside of the walls. So they're stuck like actually inside the Titanic? Out. They went down to look at it. I think they're outside of it. They lost all track of this submersible. I watched a video on this guy and he literally like they're they got the camera in there and he points to this piece on the roof. He says, I got this part at Camper World. Oh. And I would have been like, you know what? Cancel my two hundred and fifty thousand dollar check. Yeah, why why are you trying to do that? I'm not going down there. Then in the video he pulls out like it's not even like a legitimate PlayStation 3 controller. It's like one of the ones off of Wish. He goes, "This is how yeah. we control it." I say, "No, it's not." And then I get in my car and I drive away. Because Man, you're nuts. that's terrible. Not not that, but being stuck at the bottom of the ocean is terrible. Well, yeah, I'm not even going anywhere near the idea of that. This is facts. Twiz says, if it's too janky for Josh Gates to get in, that should tell you everything. Yeah, I saw that dude. That dude dives underwater pyramid chambers that, that could collapse on him. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not getting in there, bud. Did I hear that again? Whoops. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. No. Not trying. No, like I said, I'm not even approaching the idea. You're a billionaire. Hire a crew and just bring that motherfucker off the bottom of the ocean piece by piece if you want to see it. Yeah, I'm with you. That's not going to fly. Yeah, they said it's like 6,000 PSI down there. Said like 35 elephants standing on your shoulder. Oh, cool. Sounds awful, but. So you're you're totally going to survive that. (laughs) Yeah. That's if the ship gave way. If not, you're just going to suffocate. Even better. They said they had 40 hours worth of air, so it's supposed to run out sometime about 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so. Not good. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. That would be, uh Yeah. I think I spent my vacation better than they spent theirs. So I would say hopefully uh, speaking of that type of stuff, hopefully all the dads out there had a good father's day. Oh yeah. Shout out to hollow dads. Mine was pretty uh, lady. My wife spoiled me. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. I had a good time too. Hung out with the boys. Uh, Everybody got me some cool stuff. Went ate dinner at my mom's. So it was, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. So I still see, I still see a ton of uh, conversation and photos and video of the L.A. backyard alien. Oh, the Las the Las Vegas one. Yeah, or yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that, man. Bro, I don't know. I've been. Have you seen the, the the photos circulating of somebody supposedly caught 
a picture of the actual alien, like a clear as day picture. Oh, I saw, I saw like a little video of this, the supposed alien where it's bent over, like by a crouching down by a fence. Yeah. Yeah. And the time marks don't match up. The dates don't match up. It's it's all just, well, what's funny is I forget who posted it on Instagram, but they had a, Oh, what do you call it? Uh, like a CGI guy analyze it. And he's, he was like catering to it. Like this is the most ridiculous like CGI. Like it's not, it's the farthest from CGI. Like this cannot be possible the way it's moving and stuff. However, days before that, I seen somebody post the same video with the kids call mocked into it. Right. So you have, the video of the alien, and then you have like the 911 call playing with that video. And the person that posted that clearly states that video and audio are in no way, shape related. <laughs> so my guess is people started to sell it in a different light. And then you know how the internet is, man. It caught fire and it just took off. Oh, yeah. The thing that the thing that really stands out as sus to me is that the kid had a YouTube channel based on aliens to begin with. I say kid, but he's like probably 20, like alien, alien project 51 or some shit. And then all of a sudden he's at the, the forefront. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like that. I mean, uh, stranger things could happen, but it is definitely something to <clears throat> consider. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he had a like a UFO channel. Yeah, they they came out pretty hard on him. Whatever it was that fell from the sky on the police body cam is legit. Apparently, I I do. I've heard so many rumors. I've heard that like Alphabet Boys were at the police station taking people's body cams and shit. But there's no like verifiable evidence that any of this stuff happened. You know that nobody backs up. People are talking about it. We're hearing reports. We're hearing reports. We're right. fucking hearing reports. But <clears throat> the thing is, is like, did he, did he just happen to wait? I mean, I don't even know because they got called to the this kid's home where he saw this thing, and then like, apparently, in the meantime, before that happened, is when they already captured the video of the thing falling was the, were they just like sitting here waiting for some giant like meteor to shoot through the sky. And they're like, all right, pull the trigger on this. Cue the alien story. You know, like there's a lot of things yeah, that I fell into know. place. Yeah. 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 That. I don't know. man. That kind of make you want to believe it. I mean. Yeah. I agree. To it does look like a meteor. But for for them to sit there and like wait for that to go down, especially one that's that solid, they're like, "All right, send it." Yeah, could I mean, could be a coincidence too, Bertie. It's weird, man. It's like you said, they would have had to like. I didn't, and I, I now forgive me. I haven't paid attention to timestamps, which is definitely what you'd want to do. But imagine seeing that meteor fall from the sky and then within minutes, that would be like you and me within minutes deciding we're going to call and make a police report. 
Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, and the whole story fabricated on the fly, just boom, 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 boom. That's how been like waiting for it. And the way the kid talked, there's no possible way he did that on the fly. At least in my opinion, because when he recounted his story, I watched a video of that, and he he was reading from a script you could you could clearly see him like leaning up once in a while and scrolling his phone up oh, and reading from it and going how much it is sus you know but it could it, it could have been that the kid had nerves it, you know it, there's a million and one different possibilities to that that situation but right out of the gate yeah it does look a little bit sussy to me because you have to write down the entirety of that story whereas something in my opinion I guess depending on how traumatic it was for you, you would assume those details would be pretty fresh in your mind. However, I do know that some people kind of bend and break under large amounts of stress like that. So I, you know, I should, shouldn't really throw that at the kid either. No, it's, it's, if anything, it's odd timing. Yeah. Whether it's legit, whether it's not, the the timing of everything with the police body cam and I mean just everything going on, uh, the whistleblowers coming out in droves. It's uh, weird. It's strange, man. It is weird, and you know, and then in in hindsight, uh, even kind of weirder, man. Like when you really sit down and think of the grand scheme of everything. Also, look at the episodes we've been running. You know, and. Uh, whether you believe us or not, we don't, we don't plot out our episodes like some people do. Like (laughs) we are like, I'm literally behind. Yeah. I'm, I'm behind right now on my episode. I, we have to, uh, jank one together before this upcoming Monday, because I was going to commit to, um, Tesla, talking to demons with one of his creations back in the day, but there just wasn't a whole lot of meat there that I I was able to find. But then I stumbled onto this, this video. Somebody sent me on Instagram about looking glass and the yellow cube. And that just started running me down these rabbit holes, which I was like, all right, I'm going all in tried getting it done by last Saturday, but it just didn't happen. But I'm glad that it did happen because I found some pretty interesting information that may pertain to current times, depending on how you look at the situation, but it is, it is a cool story. I think everybody's really going to dig it. Yeah. We were, we were talking about it a little bit last Saturday. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. I like it, man. It's right up my alley. Uh, pretty wild stuff. Oh, I saw Maddox jumped in here. What's up, mad man. Say what a big dog. He always he's always keeping track of the lives. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Let's think. Sub at the bottom of the ocean with the Titanic. More disclosure stuff. Uh, I don't know, man. Twiz, I um, uh, I saw a video the other day that would suggest there's a firmament. Very strange video. But in today's world, it's so hard to believe video and, and photos because the AI is getting so far out of control. Just already, it's getting so far out of control. 
I've seen I've seen some pretty good videos this past week. And the Tesla thing, the Tesla, it was interesting. Um it did make it sound like they were they were more or less uh because apparently Edison was in on it too. Like these two were huge competitors. And once Edison found out that Tesla was working on something to communicate with uh spirits, Edison started going hard on it too. And they were trying to basically trying to compete with each other. And then there was talk that it wasn't demons that Tesla was actually talking to. It was, he was catching communication from off world. People started believing that it was off world communication, not afterlife communication, which is pretty crazy to think about that people back then were considering communicating with entities, not of this world. Thought it was pretty interesting. I um, I've been thinking about this whole disclosure thing a lot. Watching videos on it, and I know all these whistleblowers are coming forward, and uh, Greer's got his whole group of people coming forward and talking. What what could be? And they talk about this this aspect of disclosure that they can't let out because it's going to completely it's going to completely change it's going to throw humanity into an uproar what could that possibly be that would affect us that much well ironically enough that plays into the episode that will probably be coming out monday because i'll spoil it for everybody that's here slightly uh, I do still have a little bit more to write, which is going to break off into another sub. Anyways, so hmm, don't don't let your mind drift. Okay, stay stay in my words. Don't let your brain go in tendrils. But okay, so supposedly, what's happening is ascension. That's what we're looking at. Humanity as a whole is supposed to be on the cusp of ascending. That's the rumor. And it plays into Looking Glass because in Looking Glass, it's interesting. And I don't, I'm confused about some of it, but I don't know if I found the entirety of this interview and the information behind it. Obviously, there's lots of information that gets pushed to the side here. However, this guy gets brought in to problem solve timeline one and timeline two, right? Timeline two is the bad timeline. That's the one where some large catastrophe happens and sends humanity underground. So it's just a huge, almost like a, a matrix vibe. Timeline one Humanity ascends. We achieve a higher form of consciousness. Right? So this guy gets brought in to, to problem solve timeline two. And he, he, he points out a very interesting fact. He's like, it's weird because even when I got brought in back then, which apparently was 
in the 90s on this subject. He's like, timeline one was timeline one and timeline two was timeline two. And, he, and basically the way he's equating it is that timeline one, essentially, for lack of better descriptions, timeline one, good guys win. Timeline two, bad guys win. And it's always, and he's like, I was always told to focus on timeline two. And it's because timeline two, timeline two is the massive clusterfuck of the, of the project, apparently. Because timeline two is the causation of all the world leaders, all the elites, including, which I'd really like to find out who this lady is. And when the episode comes out, you guys will have a lot more information. And hopefully somebody out there can help me hunt this down. Dude, they were talking about having meetings with the Illuminati, all types of stuff. But all these people have had access to this, this technology. And what this technology does, for those of you that don't know, it allows people to see possibilities of their future. And so if you were to see a future of an ideal timeline for you, you are then able to essentially rem- like write down or record the steps that you took in this timeline to get to your optimal future, if that makes sense, right? Basically, you're able to plot out the perfect path for yourself. When doing this, they bottleneck the timelines. They, they, they've utterly jacked the timelines. So in the, the dude words it perfectly because he's like, when I initially got brought in, I thought it was because it was an end of the world situation. However, it was just an end of their world situation. And that's what they wanted me to solve. And I was like, that's pretty epic. But he's like, they altered the timeline so much. This is what I'm assuming. They alter the timeline so much that it, 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 it collapses. It starts to collapse the timelines to where it's almost like, I don't know what it would be, but it, it, it almost be like the God of time is like, all right, I've had enough of this shit. Enough of the, the tampering with the timelines. We're shutting this down. Now we're, we're going to force everything into this bottleneck. And no matter what you do, no matter what you try to alter, it doesn't matter at this point. We are coming to a head. And from what I saw, what I read, that's where a lot of this chaos is coming from. Part of it. There's another part that I've yet to venture into, but I think... I think it's extremely relevant to the current times, but they were talking like the past two years with the chaos that went around the planet. We all know what I'm talking about. Um, that was, that was actually scheduled for 2050. Jump the gun a little bit, jump the gun a little bit. <clears throat> so there's, they're, they're, they're desperate. They even supposedly they, because Apparently, Looking Glass is it. It's essentially a stargate. 
And the dude in these interviews, like I watched two separate interviews, found a bunch of information. There's over 50 working Stargates on the planet. But what they did, and I don't know if it's through knowledge or luck, they essentially were, from that, they they messed around with them and created a looking glass. So it was almost like it was, was a little bit of an accident. And so they started digging around in the timelines and just screwed it all up, man. Leave, leave it to us. And yeah, there was another, another piece of that puzzle where, which is freaking crazy. Uh, you have something else called the yellow cube, similar (laughs) to looking glass, but supposedly the yellow cube was brought from the draconians like the the draco alien the reptilians out of orion and they actually gave it to who they give it to i want to say eisenhower could be wrong though don't quote me on that but their goal was to so the reason why they made these this treaty, supposedly, was, and this is good. This is you guys are gonna love this shit. They're they're already loving it. Good. So, <laughs> so supposedly, they these these Draco reptilians come down, and it's around the World War II time. I remember reading that. I don't have my notes with me, so I'm a little foggy on the details currently. However. It's around the World War II time. They're like, hey, we want to strike a deal up with you dudes. Here's some cool tech. And see, apparently they thought we were farther along in our consciousness to use this tech. But because we're not, it kind of, the the tech, like it, the, the cube is more of like a personalized um, future seeing device. And it, it will specifically allow you to see your future, but by what you believe will affect those probabilities of outcomes by what you see. So like the example that was given was that if you looked back in time for the crucifixion of Jesus, but you were an atheist, you didn't believe in Jesus Christ, you would not see the crucifixion of Jesus Christ because your consciousness, your conscious state affects your, your reality, affects the reality, which is insane. Right. It's exa- and to, as much, as much as I don't want to agree with Tom DeLong, he's out here saying, <laughs> I can't, shit. I can't do it yet. I just can't Dude, do it. He was out here. He was out here in an interview the other day. He's like, it's all about your, he's like your consciousness creates your reality. And I I'm do like, kind of believe that like, to what? a degree though. Okay, so anyways, what I'm getting at is they they give humanity this tech. They're like, hey, this is really cool. You guys can do a lot of cool shit with it. Here you go. The deal was to allow the Draco reptilians to impregnate the women of the planet and start creating 
hybrids. Therefore, they can further, essentially, they were looking for domination over the planet, right? And supposedly, according to some people, it was actually successful. And through through hive mind control, that's why we have as much insanity today as we do. Here this whole time, I'm like, man, why why do these aliens and shit, why are they so interested in humanity? Why do they keep coming back here? Well. And there the whole time. Answer was there the whole time. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a taste of of some of Monday's episode. There is more information. Like I said, I found some cool leads to uh, projects that branch off of of looking glass that I'm going to try to dig into because the first couple I told Steve about it, the first little bit that I read, man, it sounds way too familiar, way too familiar. The, the other weird thing about um, all this disclosure is there are a lot of people bringing up consciousness. Like I said, I have noticed the 4chan whistleblower brought it up. Uh, Bigelow just did an interview where he said reverse engineering the crafts is not possible now because we cannot connect them to our consciousness. So I was going through going through his shit again, which is fucking that dude is that dude has so many connections. Bigelow? Yes. I'm just going to email him again and get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, I think people overlook this uh, f- little tidbit here a lot. <laughs> Whenever we were digging down Egress, Kyle was like, you know what? Hell with it. I'm just going to email Bigelow and see if he's behind it. And he did. He found an email address, emailed the Bigelow Institute, and they responded. They didn't have to. No, they, they could have totally just put did. it in the. They could have put it in the trash folder, but they respond. They sent us a response, and when we asked, Kyle's like, "Yo, do you have anything to do with egress?" And they said, "No." That's literally it. That was all the email consisted of was <laughs> no n o. But I thought that was super bizarre in itself. The thing, the thing that got me and my wheels turned about the consciousness is that everybody's starting to bring it up now with all the disclosure and everything. And like Bigelow goes hard, hard about consciousness. Like he has the Bigelow Institute for consciousness studies and his whole, um, his whole big, I guess it's a competition. Really? That's how his last one was. When he went on Joe Rogan, he was looking for someone to prove life after death. It's going again. It's still going in 2023. Oh, the life after death thing is going? Yeah. What was Grand Prize? I think Grand Prize back then. A million bucks, right? Yeah, I think it was a million bucks. It still is. Projects must focus on contact or communication with post-mortem or disincarnate consciousness, a.k.a. the other side, through the use of robust methodologies. Projects must focus on the reception of verified higher order information of general value to humankind, otherwise otherwise known as wisdom acquisition. What I does mean, this dude know? A lot. And that's that's originally <laughs> why I contacted him with Egress, because, dude, if you interpret the flyer in a roundabout way, you could relate a lot of that to consciousness. Yeah. 
and and my question is is does does Bigelow already have this information? He's just out there Probably. searching for other people to see if they have the information or or is he fishing to like further his studies like hey, yeah. maybe somebody else is out here. Well, he might have theories and might be casting a huge net out there to see if there's anybody out there that can validate his theories. Because he I mean, he's got so many contacts it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. But the, the fact that he's still out here Bet I'll email him. This. And now he's he's out there tying this consciousness to UFOs. I can see it. You know what I mean? Like what where what's the end game here? I don't know, man. But I guess I just have to I'm gonna have to email him again. Because I'm just like what is that like? Is that why whatever these things are interested in us? Because we have consciousness. Because I mean, it's there's so a lot of reasons more- not to be interested in us. Wow, that's a fucking fact. I don't. I don't know, dude. The world. The world is clown world. That's what I'm saying. The shit is not real. Shit is not real. Yeah, Bigelow does have tons of info, and he has tons of connections. I'll just see. I'll just throw the hail mary and, and email him and say, "Hey, just state our case." Say, "Hey, you tell us. You ha- you know more than we do." Yeah, come learn. on, learn everybody. Yeah, why did you buy Skinwalker Ranch? Consider it charity. You know, you'd be blowing us up. Yeah. It's kind of like donating to a charity, man. And all you got to do is sit down and talk for an hour. That would be ridiculous. It would be awesome. Yes. It would be. But it's almost like the disclosure is about human consciousness just as much as it is about aliens or UFOs. Because it just keeps coming up and it just keeps coming up and it just keeps coming up. Damn. Weird. I don't I can't remember if I wrote that or if I heard something today. It has to do with consciousness. Super relevant too. To exactly what you're just saying. Did I write that down? Blah 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 blah. No, maybe I didn't. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Dang it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He's dangling the carrot. You're gonna have to turn in, you're gonna have to tune in Monday. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that part because it it actually, oddly enough, has a, it's subtle, mind you, but there is a tie-in to your last episode, Steve. Oh, button? Yes. Nice. Yeah. So I don't want. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to give that away. So I don't want to give that away. Why? But yeah, the, it, it is super relevant to. All of that that stuff. So I don't want to give it but away. But is, it, it's cool. That That is not a false statement here. Anything weird happens and Bigelow buys up the place and then we don't hear shit about it. He's like, he's like the men in black. Kind of. Just with lots of money. He needs to be our friend and let us go check cool stuff out. Technically, you do have... You, I mean, you have... We are kind of buds. with them. 
Yeah, we are kind of buddies. We have electronic point. communication. So yeah, I'll email it and just say, hey, you want to come on? I can't believe they emailed you back. That, Not that me either. Is, I don't think about that until I think about it. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it happened. It was real. They didn't have to do any of that. Like I said, they're like, no, oh. they could have been like, who are these nerds? A, the fact that it even got delivered to their uh, email inbox is beyond me. Yeah. And even stranger. So like I emailed them from my personal email. That way they didn't see the name, like the Hollis guy <laughs> podcast and be like, oh, we're not talking Always to like just completely sneaking. dismiss it. You know, I, I was trying to be more covert about it. And so I just emailed them from my, my personal email and they responded with just N-O. Always sneaking. That's what we need to do. We need to find an interdimensional portal site, buy the property, then sell it to Bigelow. To Bigelow. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Well, I mean, maybe in the near future, uh, one will get built on your property because you were trying to signal them the other night. So, yeah. Um, interesting story about that. Like it, like it evolved. Uh, yeah. So speaking of real quick, <laughs> we're, does, we're going, we're going all over the place here. Yeah. Um, in regards to your mom, does she plan on going further with that? If that, that, I don't know. She said she was going to, um, contact and try to get the pictures, photo evidence. Of yes. Said thing. Yeah. And I don't know if she's going to go for retrieval of the said thing, but if she does, I told her that you want it. Yeah. And I'm going with her cause I'm cry chopping everybody in that bitch. <laughs> it's happening. Good. We That's are good. making out with that. That's I will good. fight men in black over that. She said, oh man, I can't talk. I like if we're, if we're being like sneaky about it, I can't say what else. I mean, that's up to you. I just don't want it to leave our fingertips. Yeah. They're going to, we have the opportunity. They're going to know that she knows and then it's going to be gone. That's what I mean. Hey, hollow cult. The weather's getting nice. And you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots. And their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. 
And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Why, would, why wouldn't they give her the photographic evidence? Well, she didn't ask for it at the time. Oh, tell her to get on it. Robin, I know you're listening. Do work, girl. Do yeah. better. Mom, get Kyle. Get Do Kyle's better. information. She said that there, there, they all, there's a pocket underneath it as well, hmm. which is weird. Strange. It is weird. I'm not a doctor, though, so I don't know what that means. Yeah. See, John's coming with me. Good, let's go. We're going to be suplexing everybody. Okay, so. um, Yeah, the evolution that, of your signaling, your bat signals the other night. Okay, yeah. So, uh, me and Kyle were recording Saturday, and I was being me, being just, haha, a funny guy, and I got this dope-ass flashlight. Like, this flashlight has no reason to be as bright as it is. I call it my Sasquatch hunting flashlight, but I never went Sasquatch hunting. So it's just kind of my flashlight, but I was outside. We were outside. Kyle was smoking and I had this giant ass flashlight and it's super bright and I was shining it all in the sky. And then I started signaling shit. Like you click a button and just SOS this. So anything I saw moving, I would just SOS it. And Kyle's like, you better fucking stop. But the next day, mind you, Dylan is driving to my mom's and he's like, bro, I saw some crop circles in the field heading to mom's house. And what? I'm like, shut up. No, you didn't. He's probably in here. Dylan, are you in here? Are you in the yeah, chat? Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. In this wheat field. I'm no, he's like, I don't know. He's like, there's one spot that looks like a deer bedded down, but it's it, it like legitimately looks like spirals. Right. So Everett wakes up, mind you. Did you get pictures of it? Of the crop circles? Look at this. Maybe you don't know. I wasn't with him. He sent me He sent me a snap of him like driving. He's like, look at these crop circles. And all it was was like a blur. just wheat in Who a moving that? car. Dylan or Ed? Dylan. Dylan, do better. But Everett wakes up the next day. Look at these weird marks on his back. Right? <laughs> Yeah, because that doesn't have Can alien written that? all over it. Can you see that? I don't even know. I don't even know what that would be from. Dude, me either. I'm not a a wicker sci- basket. I'm not a back scientist. Because they were swimming, and Maddox is like, "F, what did you do to your back?" And everyone's like, "I don't know." And then he started freaking out. I'm like, "Oh man," I said, "I don't know," but if it is aliens, it's not because I. Was being funny. Oh, my mom's in here. She just spoiled it for everybody. <laughs> Good job, Robin. Surprise. We're trying to keep the men in black or the extraterrestrials from coming back and getting it. Now you just blew our cover. Once yeah, again, well, do better. I guess I guess we can talk about it now. Yeah, might as well. It's, it's out there in the open. It. So my mom, my mom was having some uh 
migraine issues, which kind of runs in our family, but she went and got some uh, imagery done on the nasal area up here, and they found a foreign body in her nasal passage area. And she said that it has some pocket of something underneath it. Kyle wants copies of the imagery and also wants the implant. Yes. And I mean, if you remember, my mom is the one that had the horrifying story about Steve. We could put that. We could put that implant in a blow dart dart. And implant whoever we want. Implant whoever we want. So Rudy, it would have a nobody awesome. wants that kind of smoke. They would be all fucked up. That's what I'm saying. Dude, I try. I try to tell them, Twiz. I try to tell them. They don't let you keep it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Who won't? Kyle, you're gonna get it and you're gonna throw it down the drain. No, I won't. Oh, my mom. I won't do that this time. My mom's trying to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame her. I can't hate the hustle. I can't hate the hustle. She is trying to sell it. Well, we'll 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 have her go to a special doctor. We can't afford that, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. If we, we have to, if we have to, I'll start a GoFundMe. I can probably find someone to take it out in Granite City. That's true. That's true. A pack of Lucky Strikes. I don't care what they can call it whatever they want. If it is a metal object somebody's getting cry chopped over that <laughs> i'm just stating facts because i'm gonna say no that's the extraterrestrial implant i need that for evidence we need to run tests on that i am an expert in implantology and i need it implantology yeah Kyle, it Kyle had an implant and they made him mm, throw it down the drain probably yeah yeah, long story, but just uh, go to a vet. Same meds and surgery. Genius. Touche. Touche. John well, says he'll he'll work on her for a pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see, yeah, she mom, does have connections. Your mom's got to figure it out. What are we she worried does. about? We'll set up a perimeter around the house. That way, nobody comes in. Mm-hmm. I mean the. The crop circles were on the way to her house. So maybe that maybe maybe they're like maybe, they know. They know. Maybe that was SOS back. Oh shit. Yeah. You're thinking about that? Maybe their flashlight they was, broke. They was talking back. Yeah. They was talking back. Did they steal the Jeep? No. Because that was it. the plan for them to yeah, steal the Jeep was- and in the Impala. <laughs> We get yeah. side. This is why we don't get many, very many episodes done because we get sidetracked. Because yeah, we, we were children. talking about we were talking about trading the Holopala and the 07 Grand Cherokee for a UFO. But we couldn't connect the consciousness, so yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah um. <laughs> Everybody's in here. I'm trying to keep up now. Uh, yeah, but. Mom, get get a copy. Just yeah, see where we're at with that. Yeah, I'm sure Excuse if you said, more. "Hey, if you just called him and said, give me a picture of my alien implant," 
They'd send it. Exactly. You know, it's yours, technically. And if I went there and explained to them politely that we need that as evidence, why would they not give it to us at that point? It makes me think all the videos are the ones, like, where they go to try to get them and they just move away from all of the the tools and shit. Have you seen those? Yes. And the ones where the body, like, grows around it and won't let anything take it, they're like, it's like trying to protect it. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. Stop implanting people. Yeah. It's not cool. Government. It's got to be illegal. Aliens. Interdimensional beings. Just don't. Just don't do it. It is good to see everybody back in here, man. Strange road fellas are in here. Burton's in here. Uh, All the normal necros in here. Twiz is in here. Colleen's in here. It's good to be back. It's good to be back doing weird shit with my weird friends. We steal hot hazmat material from the hospital. <laughs> yeah. This seems a little bit on the sketch sketch. No, that seems run. That seems part of the course for. Just go grab, just go grab a bag of just waste, hazmat waste, and just start rifling through it. Sounds pretty smart. What if they have a bag of implants? Oh, I'll take that for sure. We can make a lot of implant bow, blow darts with that. Who are you going to shoot with an implant? I don't know. Bro, what if you hit a Bigfoot with an implant and they I'm need just come saying, down to get them? I'm just saying, after I have all those, just be nice. How about that? Just be nice. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just stay, be nice. Stay in your lane. Yeah, just be. You nice. don't want to get abducted. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, just be nice. Twiz already volunteered. No, why you gotta do that, man? Why are you trying to get? You don't know what happens. I say, what we do is we. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> for the content, see. Wrong kind of implants. <laughs> awesome oh it's <laughs> awesome we're trying our best that's awesome we're trying <laughs> everybody's everybody's lost we have derailed we're talking about alien implants my yeah. mom is not getting breast augmentation she has yeah. apparently i want the evidence of it i want the evidence of, it. of some sort of something in or nasal passages. Mother of God. Our brains wow. are not operating wow. full capacity. Come on, Holocult. Oh, Necro's thinking about alien boobs. This uh thought it'd be an interesting illustration we get in the morning. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did see in the Discord that one of our friends in here was wearing their Hollow Sky Club shirt through Denver Airport, and another person yelled Hollow Cult, which is awesome. It is pretty cool. And crazy. Not going to lie. Pretty cool. That it's turning in to a thing, like an actual 
thing that's just not here in our town. Because I'm with that's, it. That's pretty f- fucking crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty awesome. It's ridiculous, is what it is. Uh, she said, uh, "No takers in Discord yet, so they might just be a rando listener." <laughs> yeah, that that's even like. I hope that starts happening everywhere. If you okay, it's mandatory now. As leaders of the Hollow Cult, it is mandatory that if you see someone repping Hollow Sky merch, you have to yell Hollow Cult at them. It's, it's just fair. gonna be. It's just gonna be the call sign. That I mean, way you know gonna, you're with your people. Put me in an awkward spot. Because <laughs> I'm just a ghost in the in the shadows, man. I was telling my wife about that the other day. I was like, "Don't, don't bring it up. Just let me, let me be. I get weird. I don't like bragging, even though it's not bragging. I just feel like it is, so I don't want to talk about it." It's uh, it is weird that it's just developing into its own, its own entity. Like it's out of our hands at this point. We are just the vessel for the hollow cult. Yeah, right for sure. For sure. Are we going to meet Travis Walton? Hopefully, Burton. He's supposed yeah. to be at Medicon. <laughs> and I know, I know that Hollywood. I'll be our a beast, Steve. Yeah, copy that. I know Hollywood took a lot of liberties with his story and Hollywooded it up for lack of a better term. But do I wear my fire in the sky shirt there? How would he handle it? Would he sign it? Probably. Which would be cool. Which would be dope. Um, but yeah, Medicon is, let me pull up the flyer here so I can plug it the way that it should be plugged. Uh, here we are. It is Medicon July 14th through 16th at the KCI Expo Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Come and check it out. We will be there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we won't be speaking, but we'll have our table there. We'll have some merch. Uh, there might be a new Hollow Sky t-shirt drop at Medicon. We did a uh, show-specific t-shirt when we were there last year. So we'll probably do another one. Um, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. There are workshops, guest speakers, paranormal investigators, psychics, Bigfoot researchers, uh, extraterrestrial alien enthusiasts, astrologists, uh Tons of vendors. Travis Walton will be speaking. Andrea Perrin will be speaking. John Zaffis, uh, Stephanie Barton, Katie Stafford, Bradenberry from Ghost Lab and Everyday Paranormal. Should be an awesome time. And it was like last year, it was huge. They're saying this year is going to be monstrous. So it sh- should be an awesome time. And uh, meeting Travis Walton is going to be dope. It's going to be dope. <laughs> Um, did we decide on a logo for the hollow hat? Not yet. We're still fishing around with some stuff. Got some ideas. Trying to get her hammered out. Yeah. 
yeah, it's the summer. Everybody's kind of busy and we're just, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're trucking along. Yeah. We got some baseball games and stuff. That's where I was last night. As a matter of fact. Nice. Yeah. Watching nice. the boy play. Little man hit dingers. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was, it was fun. Hell yeah. Oh, well, man, we have chit chatted for an hour now. Yeah. And well, I mean, we still got 90 people in here. They must be excited. That's weird. That we're here. It's weird. We'll, we'll pop the line for a little bit. See what happens. Go from there. Yeah. Sure. Just let it, just let it rip. Let see it what rip. happens. Uh, Burton, we wish you could go too, bud. But if not, we will probably be back at Van Meter. That wasn't, that was a pretty gravy job or drive. Um, I just saw they posted sign up for booths. There's still a couple booths there. I don't know if we're going to get a table or not, but Van Meter was pretty cool. Oh, everybody's Van Meter. Yeah. Everybody who spoke there was, was pretty dope. Oh yeah, for sure. Here we go from our our friends in Canada. Here we go. Hello. Welcome to the night shift. Yo. Hi, this is uh, Chucky Danger. What's up, buddy? Chucky, what up? I got a, I got a weird one for you. Let's hear it. Let's go. Okay, so 2009, I saw two UFOs. And uh, the night started out. I was just watching a meteor shower in August. And uh, saw what looked to be a satellite cruising across the sky. And... Uh, it looked like the two satellites were going to bump into each other. They were going to intersect. And then one of them just decided to flip around and change direction. So immediately I'm like, well, satellites don't do that. What's going on here? And, uh, it descended through the atmosphere and got really big. And then, I could see this triangular formation of lights that was like an upside down triangle. And it just started flashing colors of light, like a mood, mood light counterclockwise. And, uh, just started shooting across from like horizon to horizon, back and forth, back and forth, up, down, up, down. And then the other one came in and kind of joined it. And, they kind of do this aerial display for a minute or two. And then the, the one that wasn't as active kind of petered off and went back up in the atmosphere and disappeared. And the other one kept just zipping around, zipping around. And, uh, here's the really weird part. Those light displays, it showed me a color that doesn't exist. Like, I don't know what, what to make of that. <laughs> the only way I can describe it is it was off the color spectrum from ultraviolet. Now, I've been doing some research into frequency, and physicists have theorized a color that doesn't exist that they call negative green. So somehow this ship showed me 
negative green, which is only a theorized color. But try explaining a color that doesn't exist. I I was going to ask what it looked like, but then I'm like, I don't know that Chucky would know how to describe it. That what? It's it's impossible to describe a color to someone that they have no memory of. That is awesome. I'm pretty sure that also happened in our Project Center Lane um, episodes when they were astral projecting. If I remember right, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when they, they traveled to another plane, there were colors there that they could not explain. Wow. They, they say I've well they say I've read that these these beings and shit. Um, not only do they operate on different uh, dimensions, but they also operate on different like audio and visual spectrums than humans can actually interpret. So it's not that far fetched right. to think that maybe, maybe being there in that moment, it attuned you to something, something a little more than we're used to, which is maybe wow. that light show of the mood lights was kind of frequencing me into that. Yeah, it's uh, dude, it's it's how how big do you think these things were? Well, after it did that it kind of disappeared like the first one. So like you see it shrinking, getting smaller, 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 blip gone into the atmosphere. And then it came right back. So it, it came really big. And, uh, it was pretty cloudless night. There was like one little cloud that was really low, uh, atmosphere right above town. And, the ship actually went into that cloud and its lights lit up the ship there. And I could see that it was a saucer craft and it was about the size of a single level rancher house. So I saw this with my little brother and my ex-girlfriend. And, uh, just last year I was out hunting and I was kind of dicking around. And I was, uh, on this website called mapscratch.com where you can like look up sighting reports in your town. And I found another UFO report that describes the same ship. Mm-hmm. So someone else that night also saw the same, same thing. That's, That's awesome. crazy. That is awesome. The weirdest thing is it was aware that I was aware of it. Like, how do they even do that? consciousness could very well be i feel like it's it's there's got to be some sort of connection there man um the fact that they were interacting with each other is so awesome did you have any did you uh your little brother your ex-girlfriend have any missing time there was no missing time um we we watched it for about 15 minutes total and uh, I did try to record it, but this was 2009, and I had a potato of a phone. I think it was like a chocolate flip or something. Yeah. So you see, like, 
a little tiny light way in the blackness of the screen, right? Yeah, bro. So I, I didn't get anything good. That thing could have landed in front of you and you could have brought a pamphlet on how to run it and people still would be skeptical. So you just got to take that with a grain of salt. Right. But Man, yeah, theorized negative green color. That was completely mind blowing. Uh, whereabouts did this happen? You don't have to give specifics, but. In the Okanagan Valley in uh, British Columbia. Nice. Makes me want to look into it and see if there's uh, more reports of it. There. Yeah. That is wild, man. It is super yeah, wild. Yeah, like this wasn't, e- this wasn't even a MUFON report, so who knows yeah, if anyone else seen it or not. Definitely worth looking into, man. But it is it is strange that it was so in tune with you that it, I mean, it's almost like it allowed you to look into the spectrums that we normally can't. Yeah, I mean, like, and only a theoretical color, like nothing that anyone's really recorded observing. It's there's just a missing slot in the pie of colors. That is, I don't even, I don't even want to know what that would do to my brain. Seeing a color that doesn't exist. Well, it leads to some interesting party conversations. Now I'm trying to what awesome I mean, though. Like, and it doesn't it doesn't sound like it was nefarious in any way. Like it I No, I, I didn't feel any fear in the moment. It was just pure awe. That's awesome. Because it's so it's, it's so different than like your normal report of seeing a UFO. Most people are terrified and have terrifying experiences. Absolutely. Yeah, like even just it, like when it shrunk down and like blipped into the uh, high atmosphere, that was really trippy to watch too. Because you could just see it shrinking, 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 and then gone. That's wild. And yeah, man, I love the way that you describe them interacting with one another. That's, that's yeah, you were almost doing like an aerial dance. Yeah, that is awesome. Now, now I'm digging into what colors humans can see, what colors we can't see. I'm just I'm way, way off track now. Man, ultraviolet studies are wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, I'll let you guys go. Thanks for taking the call. Absolutely. Right on. Thanks for sharing it, Chucky. Yeah, catch you later, brothers. Much love. Stay safe and stay weird out there, my friend. Bye. Like, part of me, part of me wants to see... Well, yeah, I, I I would totally see that. See what? I would I would want to see those UFOs. Yeah, they didn't seem that. nefarious at all. No. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. I think this is a friend. Here we. 
go. Welcome to the night shift. Yo. What's up, dog? That's our dude. Here he is. You got my brain. You got my brain uh, firing on all cylinders, so I got a Good. lot to spit out. I'm going to try to get it all as quick as I can. So I'll, I'll start out with Kyle and have Antonio on. I know I've said it in chat. I don't know if you saw it or not, but towards the end, when you started engaging, you said some really profound stuff, man. I appreciate and that. For the other half of us who feel the same way you do, I know you touched me, you know, pouring into karma and boiling it all down to if you do good and put good out there, good will come back to you. And that was much needed to hear. Thank you. I appreciate that because I've had people like yourself reach out to me and say some extremely profound things to me that I will forever hold near and dear to my heart. Oh, don't make me cry, boys. <laughs> uh, second, second thing. I don't know how serious you guys want to get about the implant, but I know for a fact there are doctors out there in the United States that do specific implant removal and let you keep it. I just happened to Google it and a Facebook page came up. I think his name was Dr. Eiler and it was just said what I just said. So if you go to a regular doctor, don't be surprised if they look at you crazy and, you know, even if you argue with them, they're not going to let you keep it. You'll have to go to a specific doctor. When I had my surgery done and they pulled bones, fragments out of my shoulder, they wouldn't let me keep it. They consider it all medical waste. And if they're already trying to keep the whole alien contact down to a minimum, they're not just going to let everybody keep their implants. Because I'm sure a lot more people than just your mom have them. I'm sure there's a lot of us walking around with them. And on that same notion, I don't know where she went and got her scan, but most doctors now provide something called the patient portal where all your records and all your scans and all your interactions with the doctor are online. So you might have her call whoever she got the scan from when you're already having her do that and see if they have a patient portal. And if you guys can't get a scan of that and just print it off yourselves. For sure. Good I thinking, good that. thinking. Yeah. But in regards to the medical waste, doctors can get to these hands. I I know, I know, brother. I know. <laughs> I don't want you having having to go go to jail or do do, do probation for something that you're going to get in trouble for him. So I'm just trying to give you, Hey, I'll put money on your books, bro. Don't trip. About I appreciate that. you. I, appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> I, got, I got you on that. <laughs> He's ready to throw down against the entire medical field. I'll, hey man. Hey, as many times as I've been under the knife for my shoulder and I don't even know that I have any implants in me, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's, let's go to war. <laughs> they owe us all money anyway. That's right. That's a fact. That is a now fact. jumping, jumping gears again. You were talking about it at the beginning of the show about Tesla 
communicating with other life forms, the yellow cube. I don't know if you've, I, I know you've heard of Harry Potter, but I don't know how deep you are into it. But in the very first movie, in the very first book, there was a magic item called the Mirror of Eriset. I think there's too many, we create just you, me, Kyle, all of us create nexus events every day. Every choice we make branches off to a yes or a no. You know, did I turn left when I turned right? So I have a hard time believing, especially something describing like the yellow cube, being able the way you described it, you were like, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're not going to see the crucifixion. That sounds a lot more to me like the mirror of Erised, which again is from Harry Potter, that shows you what you want to see rather than what is. And I can see if it's interdimensional, if it's actual aliens that are on our dimension giving us toys, quote unquote, that we think is high science. And our scientists basing on all of that when, and this is just my thought of the whole thing of why aliens are so interested in us and why they've been here for so long. If everything is about vibration and electricity in our bodies, runs through our nervous system, and you can see recorded movement when we get emotional of those electric pulses. What if these things feed off of that? You know, I mean, there could be cryptids out in the woods that are flesh and bone that do the missing 411 people and actually eat them. But what if we're, we're more like like a ranch, a planetary ranch where they can like go out to eat and harvest all these emotions that are constantly going through our bodies and that's their food. And I've always looked at it as that because if, if our population is continuing to increase at the rate that it is and aliens had some sort of ill will harbored towards us, don't you think they would have quelled that off in one way or another if we're getting out of hand and we're starting to get too smart with, let's say, you know, transhumanism and Neuralink and getting ready to shift bodies, don't you think that they would shut that off if if they had any ill will towards us? Yeah, if they I'm I'm right there with you. If they thought if they thought we were gonna get to a point to where we were a threat they would have pulled the plug already. It's funny also that you mentioned vibration in, in conjuncture with the yellow cube, because supposedly the average person did not have the vibration to operate the yellow cube. They had to bring a third part or a middleman in with higher directly quoting the information I found higher vibration to actually facilitate, you know, whether it be me or whomever, and the cube itself. The thing that worries me when it comes to any of these items, you know, like the yellow cube, where I was talking in chat about Diglaka, 
the bell that the Nazis were supposedly using. Everybody thought it was a spaceship. And all the German people that worked on it was like, no, this isn't a spaceship. It has an actual function. They never came out and said what that function was, of course. But if vibration is a key to communicating or, you know, amplifying our electric grid that's inside of us, something that energy is going somewhere. I mean, it's, it's the idea of transference energy can't be created or destroyed. It just is in flux. It moves. And, you know, people like Tesla who were, who had their fingers on the pulse and was openly respected for a long time before he started talking about this stuff. And then all of a sudden everybody thinks he's crazy you know, we have such a small mind when it comes to technology as it is and only see, you know, usually singular functions. Who knows what has been brought to this planet like stargates or vibration amplifiers and we don't know how to use it. We're just using it according to our science. You know, so Absolutely. who knows, who knows what the stuff is actually for? I mean, we can't even agree on anything on the planet, let, let alone off planet. And anybody that talks about it is labeled as, as, as crazy. And that's why I think Elon is quiet about all of it because he knows as soon as he starts talking about all the stuff that he knows, he's going to get discredited even more than he already is. I mean, how many irons in the pan does that guy have? He's got Neuralink. He's got the boring system digging under cities. He's got Starlink. He's got, you know, SpaceX, Tesla. It's, it's fun to think that money won't affect you. But when you're working with high science like that, you got to be pretty careful about what you say or you're going to find yourself kicked out of all of your own companies. And they've tried to do that to him before. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but I have noticed a lot of the um, vibrational tech popping up here in the recent times. I don't know if anybody else has noticed it either, but I've seen a lot of information coming out on vibrations and using it like, you know, you know the big theory of using it for the pyramids and stuff like that. Interesting stuff. For sure. And thank goodness we have a, an awesome place to come and talk to it about. about oh, yeah. it, so. Absolutely. We're all a little bit crazy. Hey, some of us more than others. That's right. <laughs> you, you all have a good night. All right, you too, brother. I'll let another call in. Hollis Cole for life, man. That's right, man. Hey, weird twist. Always. Later, bro. Later. Where did, where did I hear? We were looking into some case where they were talking about whatever these beings are feeding off of human fear. I cannot remember. Me where. either. Hang up. Oh wait. Oh, this one's close. Well, Granite City. 
Hey, welcome to the night shift. Yo. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Not bad. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, so my name is Seth, and uh, I actually just ran into Steve uh, back on Sunday. And uh, I was telling him how uh, he used to be a pretty big fan of the show. And uh, What I do you mean used, used to be? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, well, what do you mean used to be? I'll get to that. I'll get to that. No, it's, it's nothing against you guys, trust me. But uh, um, I even sent a couple of testimonials in. And uh, I even sent, emailed you guys some uh, Bigfoot audio that was uh, sent to me by a guy who I used to go to church with uh, that he found on an Apache reservation, which was pretty cool. Uh, but um, I kind of fell out of love for like a lot of things, paranormal or crypto or, you know, not crypto, but cryptid. Crypto I did too. I don't mess with cryptocurrency anymore. But, um <laughs> <laughs> lost a lot of money on that um i, I kind of just it took the wind out of my sails whenever i decided to check out uh the hillier documentary series after i listened to your guys's episode on them and uh it sounded like a really interesting uh series and then i watched it and uh i was uh very very disappointed at just how ridiculous a lot of the stuff in that series was <laughs> and uh i i kind of felt like i was the only one who felt that way because based on like a lot of their like comments and reactions to the whole hellier series i was like man like maybe i just don't think this stuff is as cool but when i ran into steve i got to tell him i was like yeah man i used to really dig the show and dig a lot of stuff paranormal but like i just can't get into it anymore he's like oh what's up i said man i I watched Hellier, <laughs> and I was like, "It's because there was no was like, wasn't it?" No, no, there's nothing. The, the whole thing is like a massive nothing, like nothing sandwich, dude. That's what the whole thing was for me. Is around every turn, it's like, yeah, there. He wasn't here. Check out the next episode when we find a balloon and go insane over it. Uh, did Did you, you know, watch and, the next episode? I watched the entire thing, dude. I watched like all fifteen episodes and nothing. So it works. And uh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they know how to hook you. Um so I got like like outraged by it and I was like reaching out to like people I know cuz I have friends who are into like, you know, paranormal stuff and whatnot. And I was like, this is outrageous. I watched this whole thing and there was nothing and they're like, what'd you keep watching it for? I was like, well, because like it it seemed like it something cool was going to happen. <laughs> and you know, like nothing ever happened. So like, you know, when I ran into Steve, you know, we were at a diaper party for a mutual friend and like, I just started like going off about Hellier. He was, and, like, he was passionate about it. Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you don't understand, man. I've had this like pent up, but I have no, I've had no one to talk to about how disappointed I've been for, <laughs> for so long. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I, I hear you, man. And, uh, like I had like everybody, not everybody, but you know, a bunch of people at this party, like cutting up over like this commentary that I was, you know, dishing out on this, on this show. And, uh, Steve was like, man, like you should do like a YouTube video, like a commentary of the whole thing. And like, I've, I've been told that by a lot of people like, yeah, man, you should do YouTube. And like, I did at one point, like I did like a let's play channel with a friend. Uh, but that didn't really go anywhere, but I, you know, I'm like basically social media off grid. I don't do Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. I do watch a lot of YouTube, but I don't post. So, um, but 
I was like, man, I would at least like to call into the show and at least like talk about kind of what, yeah, voice, voice my distaste for Hillier. But I know you guys are like trying to not come down on people really hard. And, you know, this is your guys' platform. I'm not going to steal your show and be like, let me tell you what I think about this shit. Uh, but um, I've always wanted to have a discussion with people kind of about shows like Hellier or the kind of content that Greg and Dana Newkirk put out for people that in my opinion is just like very, very hokey, you know? And I, I think that's kind of what I came to realize about paranormal stuff that I didn't really like is that here I am looking for like concrete, hard evidence on stuff. I'm like, I just don't think that exists. You know, I, I think that's part of what makes supernatural stuff and the fascination for it. Like what it is, is that you're not going to get, concrete evidence that's what the thrill of it is is that it's mysterious you know um so i would like to discuss it if like you guys would be down but <laughs> he he goes pretty hard <laughs> I, I i can i can keep it tame i'm not gonna pop off like i did but <laughs> hard in the paint it's hell a weird um juxtaposition for me i guess because mm -hmm. i was i was drawn in pretty hard that first season like mm -hmm. the whole anonymous emailer and the goblin footprints and goblins mm -hmm. going out of the cave like it's my shit you know like yeah that's, that's absolutely a good hook but then and i'll applaud them that like they actually legit like traveled to kentucky and started you know, they had boots on the ground asking locals about have they seen anything, have they heard anything. And it's like, yeah, that's that's good, like, paranormal investigation footwork that you're doing there. And that's kind of what had me hooked. But I think by, like, the end of the second episode is when things really start to, like, get out of hand. Like, when they start to get really silly. Um, <clears throat> because there's the anonymous email... There's the mention of Terry Wrist. And the guy writing the email was like, you that? know, I got in contact with you guys through our, our friend Terry Wrist. They don't know Terry Wrist. Like, so they weren't friends with the guy. They didn't know him. And, you know, I think they overplay the whole. I watched the first, I rewatched the first two episodes and I have like two legal pads worth of notes that I took <laughs> on them. <laughs> Wow! Like, wow! I have a lot to say here. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to who to who to point it towards. Because, like I said, like you know, other than the guys that told me about the thing, <laughs> I've uh, I've also read like that the whole show was some sort of mass ritual they were trying to get people in on. The more people that tuned in, the more focus they had on it, the more mm -hmm. uh, intention they put in. It was some sort of mass ritual to the green man or pan or whoever, whoever it was toward the end there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. How'd that work out for him? I don't know. Well, they got, <laughs> they got Tom DeLong shouting them out on Twitter and they're just, they're, they're getting props from the X-Files. So something's going positive in their, in yeah. their world. 
Green I man, just, bring them the green man. <laughs> yeah, that's some shit. I did see. Yeah. I was gonna tell Kyle that that uh, Greg posted there was one X file episode. I can't remember which one it was, but it was about a haunted doll. Scully threw it in the microwave. You remember that one? Yeah. Greg just got the doll. Oh, he's been dude. He's been scavenging X file shit for a minute. He's got a what a nerd. Um. <laughs> On set, a pack of Morley cigarettes. Like it was, it was a prop from X Files. He just, I, mean, I, I think, he, know it, I think he just has connections and he's able to to skeeze that shit. Yeah, and he's he's for what he is, he's pretty big, man. Like it, he's pretty yeah, big. And that's the thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not wanting to like use your guys's platform here to like punch down on anybody, especially if like, because I'm sure there's like fans of your show who are fans of their content. And I'm not here to like rile a bunch of people or anything like that. But I, you know, at the same time, I think that if, if they can go out and they can do these things and make like what I would call like ridiculous claims on things, like, you know, I can shout into the void that I think that a lot of it's like nonsense, (laughs) which, you know, forever, whoever wants to, you know, agree or disagree with that is, you know, all hearsay, but that, and, and that's kind of just what killed it for me, man, was like, I, I, I recently subscribed again and I'd like to start viewing you guys and your content because, you know, I always like the show and I, you guys always do a really good job and I shouldn't just let like one bad series kind of disappoint me. But like, I think what made me just feel like I didn't have an interest anymore was like how... I, like I said, I felt like the only guy who was like, I think this whole Goblin show is bullshit. And everyone else was like, oh, dude, this is like the best. This is like the best paranormal show I've ever seen. I'm like, really? Like, you guys, you guys must not watch a lot of good paranormal stuff because <laughs> ain't nothing happening here, bro. <laughs> like, so I, I think it just I think it just took people by storm and it was it was done in a different way. Mm-hmm. They they showed a lot of of their dead ends. Like a lot of shows won't won't acknowledge that. Like they they won't show like they'll be like, oh, we we're gonna chase Angry Cold, and then it doesn't lead to anything. Well, they'll just cut it out of the final print. They're like, well, fuck it, we'll just cut it. It's it's it is what it is. So I kind mm-hmm. of I kind of appreciate the I appreciated it a lot more back then like the the ex, like showing us the process they allowed everyone to see the process for what it was oh absolutely uh, it was and a, i even have that in my notes that i took on the show like i i give credit where credit's due it's like right. you know like i think it's like it's either an episode or one or two but when they're at the fuel station and like they're like getting testimonies from people and like they call the lady who said that her grandson found some weird footprints i was like this is like legit good content oh yeah for you sure know, and it's creepy for multiple reasons and stuff like that the show is very atmospheric. They, I think they overdo it a little bit, you know, with like the slow-mo B-roll footage and the constant creepy music and stuff. Like the production behind it is good, yeah. you know, and it's good that they show like they, they like said they're dead ends and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like big into like bow hunting and deer hunting and stuff. And like, you know, sometimes there's hunting shows where like they have episodes where like nobody kills anything or they yeah. don't even see anything. It's like still good content. Like, Absolutely. It, it does. Yeah, and I, I appreciated that they did that too. But like, man, you can't like find a balloon in the woods and a helicopter fly overhead, and you act like, you know, 
some kind of government agency is chasing you around the woods. It's like, no, nah, dude, I'm not buying that, man. Right. You know, it's like, oh, the, this balloon, what could this mean? It's like, it means like a child aged and had a party. That's what it means. <laughs> like, you guys I, have spent I, enough time in the woods to find those yeah. balloons all over the damn yeah, place. Yeah, like, it's really nothing special. I agree. I agree. And in our episode, I kind of point out the same thing to mm-hmm. to a degree. Uh, Dana talks about a rock that is perfectly placed it uh, well, could be the covering of a hole. And she's like, right. well, you know, what are the odds? Like, this what? was a base in a mountain. It's like, that's a cave, dude. Like it might be a base if you're like a nine year old with an imagination, but like, it's not a base. It's a cave with a rock in it. Right. And and she's like, there's no way that it could have fallen. And it's like, well, actually, yeah, there is ways. And I think the, the moral of that story, what I was trying, and it kind of, it can be applied by the, to the, to the balloon. And, and I'm I'm not trying to defend him here, but I, I understand the the what could have happened. I'm not even saying that this is what did happen. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're that amped up and that excited or that caught up in the story, you're just you're just consumed by it. You 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 start to you don't see logically at that point. Like you're you're so ramped up that you you start putting pieces together that aren't actually pieces like they you know there could be a completely logical explanation for it but because you're so sold on the story mm-hmm. you you start to ignore that logic right and, oh yeah and that's why it's important to have like me and steve they're notorious with each other like one of us will get crazy excited and the other one ah, reel them back so, in yeah not so sold yeah, on yeah. it and and we hit we, you know, we'll hit the other one on the head with the hammer and like hey chill out for a minute. We got to look at it from yeah. this angle. And you're like, no, I, there's been times where both of us have been like, no, I'm not trying to see it from your shitty angle. I, <laughs> this is real. Shut up. Yeah, and I feel Dave like Chappelle, Dave Chappelle said it best. He, he said, you're standing too close to the elephant to where, you know, if you stand far away, you can see the whole elephant. But if you're too close, all you can see is it's wrinkly penis like skin. So, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> There's a lot of standing too close to the elephant, I think, in that show. But that's like you said, man, when you're when you're hyped on it and it's the thrill of the hunt, yes. like you're gonna start, you know, you're gonna start seeing things that not everybody else is gonna see. Yeah, and then so. the other the other problem with it, and I don't know if this was a factor in it or not, but it's a problem with everybody. Uh a lot of people get to a point where it's now a career. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they have to have entertainment value. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, so it's, you have that day, aspect. Like, yeah, too. They're, they're making, they're making a production. Like they're making yes. content. Yes. So. And I kind of view it for, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like having good content just as much as the next person. However, mm-hmm. the way that I view things is at the end of the day, you should always tell the truth. Yeah. Just for, I mean, even if it sucks, cause that's me and Steve have talked about, like if we were to go out, and go to Cemetery X with some people and record it. I, I fully talked about like we could just make many documentaries once in a while, thirty mm-hmm. minute episodes, pop them on YouTube. And if if we go out and nothing fucking happens, nothing happens. Right. Well, we're gonna talk. You know, it's it's there. Like, hey, we went. Nothing happened. It just is what it is. Like, I'm not gonna I sit here. Steve and- Steve said it best in the Hellier episode that you guys did, where he said, "I believe that they believe." that what they're doing is real. 
Sure. So it's like, you know, it's like if, if their heart's in it, like it, it's in the right place. You know, I, I don't want to sit here and call these people liars. Cause yeah. like, I don't think that they're like intentionally lying. I think they think that what they're doing is legit. Another but, thing, you know, when you, when you hypnotize a guy in a motel room and you're like, we put him on a spaceship with aliens. I'm like, I don't think you did, man. You know, <laughs> like, I don't think that happened. I, I think you're, you're, you're bullshitting something out of your butthole to me, but that's okay. Like you guys are making a show. Like this thing that rubbed me the wrong way was the way I feel like this now, granted, I'm sure it was put together the way that they intended for it to be put together. But I, it almost is like, I feel like they started it out as the goblin documentary, right? It's all about these mm-hmm. goblins, weird email, footprints, goblin this, goblin that. Then it got turned into this whole other different documentary. That was a wild but goose chase at one point. The way they responded to people that were disappointed that it wasn't a goblin documentary. Like they, they, they had a review. It said one star, no goblins. And they made merch out of it and sold it. <laughs> like, like just They're raising just, money for green man, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, do what now? Like you put it out. Like there's a literal fucking goblin on the front of your yeah documentary. And then you don't have any goblins in it and people are bummed out. And then you just talk shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, in the end of the at the end of the day, I I'm always gonna choose or try my best to always tr- choose truth. Like I, I'm sure that there are gonna be times where me and Steve lose 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 focus, you know, because I can only we imagine. Get excited. Oh, there, yes, absolutely. And then also, you know, you look at look at someone like Tony. Tony's successful, man, and he's doing this all on his own. But imagine how stressful that gets too. He's all mm-hmm. on his own. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and he's got a family, he's got a wife and children and responsibilities and employees. And that's, that's a lot of weight to carry at the same time. So I hope, I hope that that doesn't, uh, fog, you know, the vision me and Steve have as far as Hollis guy goes, because we want a pretty authentic, you know, community. And I think we've achieved, have achieved that so far. And, we're kind of two dudes that are just kind of like, it is what it is, man. Like we're going to tell you our thoughts, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've and that's had what I always like. liked about your show, man. It's like, you guys are just two real dudes, you know, like your locals. Like I, you know, grew up around you guys. Like I grew, I know Steve's brother. We have a couple of mutual friends. Like I was like, and that's why I always kind of liked the show. I was like, yeah, these guys are like local homeboys and shit. And like running into Steve, I was like, man, I want to start watching the show again. Like I shouldn't have let, one bogus show kind of just ruined my whole paranormal experience. You know? And it happens. It happens. Yeah. It really took the wind out of my sails. So I, what I'll, what I'll end on, cause I know I'm getting a little warm in the tooth here and I get long winded sometimes. Uh, what is something that you guys would recommend to check out to like kind of get those juices flown again and really get caught up in like a fascination with like supernatural paranormal stuff again? That's a good question. Uh, if you've got, well, you could probably find it on YouTube, uh, Chad Kalix Sir No Face series. Yeah, it's, it's a series of three documentaries so far: Sir No Face, Sir No Face the Gray, and I can never remember the last one. 
<laughs> Some I always want to say, say Dark Passengers, but I know Dark it's not. Pass- I always want to say Easy Rider, Isn't it like but I know it's Phantom, not. Phantom, Phantom Riders? Phantom Rider, yeah. I don't Look know, it up. They're usually it linked to one another. That that dude is a documentarian, and it starts off as like a it is a wild wild ride it, it evolves mm. into some crazy shit there so, are yeah. there there like at the very end of the last one gets a little bit wonky he might be connecting a few dots that aren't necessarily there but dude i'm with steve 100 percent. that, that I, awesome. I think it's a must must check out documentary we're trying to get uh, him on the show if he would yeah i messaged him and he just doesn't want to talk to me so <laughs> it is what it is, though, right? Small fish. Yeah, I hear you, you know, man. It, it is what it is. And he, he's had a lot going on, though. He's been in the hospital and shit like that, too. So, gotcha. you know, shout out. Hopefully it gets better. But, yeah, I'm with Steve, dude. That's a great pick. Great pick. Yeah. That's the first thing and I, I think like of. I like to watch stuff like uh, Mr. Or what the fuck's his name? Nick Crowley. Like, he has a cool channel. He yeah. doesn't really do paranormal stuff. He has a lot of, like, you know, mysterious, dark, cool shit like that. I like I like, you know, channels like that. So, I watch it. Yeah, man. Uh, it sounds hype. I'll check that out. So oh, yeah. I get off the phone here with you guys. But yeah, appreciate D- you guys Dylan, taking my call. Dylan recommends every <laughs> single Ghost Adventures episode. It's 100% right. <laughs> Dude, me and uh, Kyle uh, were uh, not you, Kyle, a different Kyle. Uh, we used There's to watch more. Ghost Adventures when, when we were going to college and like, oh my God, dude, that was so much fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> Him and I commentating on Ghost Adventures was a blast. But yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for taking my call, fellas. Thanks for, for letting sure. me come on your platform and complain about uh, hokey shows that I didn't like that nobody else <laughs> really cares whether I liked or not. Thanks for the opportunity for me to voice my opinion on your platform. For sure. And, if you, uh, if you, you ever make the YouTube channel, let us know because yeah. if you if you go as hard as you did at the diaper part, bro, you were sweating. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I was popping off, man. You know, it was a, I was, I was like them. I was hyped up, and I was, you know, I've never seen irrational. birthday balloons spike someone's blood pressure, but I did that day. <laughs> Dude, no, I think what really got me going, man, was uh, the the tin can. That was what really popped me off, too. And the guy said, he said that's the exact same tin can I saw in my astral projection. And I was like, you unbelievable liar! No, you didn't. <laughs> anyways i'm gonna hop off here uh thanks for taking the call fellas you guys keep it real absolutely yeah see you bud peace oh that's funny to say that he was fired up was an understatement i we were both there like i don't think i've ever met him before that day that's a good way to good way to introduce each other he looks at me and he goes I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> and it just kind of uh, went. He he was, it was like an hour. He was passionate about it. You can't blame a guy for being passionate. Especially, yeah. I mean, hell, you're a, a weird, a weird thing, man. It, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoyed it. I'm curious to see what season three brings. They, There's uh, a season three. It's coming. I had no idea. Yeah, they. I'll, they I'll watch it. About it. They've got. They lie. had another. Uh, they had another thing in the works. I don't know if it's out yet or not. Uh, but they do keep talking about season three. 
So, right yeah, on. my my I'm little brother him. was there for that, and it it got he got hot. He got That's heated. Awesome. I uh, I'm with him though. Uh, every once in a while, I take a break from the paranormal outside of this show, of course. Yeah, right. Like it I gets, go, I love story podcasts. I listen to a lot of those, or, or just get back to to music. Now I'm kind of going full sing again, where I'm coming back around and getting back into the paranormal shows again. So it's just hitting, you know. And just I don't know. Yeah, it. I feel like listen. I do the same thing because I was just talking to Sarah about it. I'm like on my way into work when it's dark and it's like a whole vibe and shit. I'm like I'm listening the scary shit usually on youtube watching youtube videos whatever i'm like then on my way home i listen to music because i'm stoked to be off work it's uh you do you have to step out and a lot of the shit we look into is heavy like yeah yeah for sure it takes a toll on your mental state speaking of which more than uh, people would think if anybody likes story podcasts and ironically enough i like i like a lot of story podcasts that are paranormal so i guess i never actually leave the paranormal but this one's called the road of shadows so good if you're interested in story like it's it's completely fictional but so good so so good it's about shadow people and shit really good one Kyle goes hard on. Uh, I love story on horror story fiction, pod. dude. I yeah. love it, absolutely love it. And it's so weird because I will. I hate. I'm not a big fan of like watching scary movies, but I like scary audio. So bizarre. That's where we're. I guess because I. Get, I guess I guess because I get to paint the picture. I, it's not you know I'm not actually seeing the image. Yeah, that makes sense. Per that se. Makes sense. That makes sense. I go in spurts. I usually watch YouTube. Like you are a YouTube freak. Uh, Nick Crowley, that dude does. That dude puts out good, good uh, content. A lot of it's uh, kind of dark, um, not necessarily true crime ish, but it gets it gets pretty dark. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Damn, I didn't even realize it was quarter till 10 already. I know, it's crazy. It sucks being old. and No, it sucks having a job. Yeah, true. That's Facts. what sucks. Because anymore, I've been staying up till 11, and it is annihilating me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tannis was good. I did Tannis listen to Tannis. It's, it's been a yeah. minute ago. I almost, almost think about re-listening to it. Yeah. Black tapes were really good. There, there are a lot of good audio Oh, there's so many good before. ones. Absolutely fantastic ones. Um, but yeah, having a real job sucks. Yeah, it's stupid. The older I get, the more I realize that. Yeah, it's, or I'm like, you know, this whole job thing is just totally not worth it. No. I'm just trying to be happy and cook some steak. It's a trap. <laughs> you think? It's a trap. That's why people get so... Uh, who was it? Birdie said something about the... Oh, right. Money, money, money looks better than finding the truth in the end. I think people just get too wrapped up in their bills and shit. Because when yeah. you start, like, if we if we did this on our own, man, a lot of people will be like, ah, you know, that's awesome. But that's a whole new world of stress that you and me haven't fucking faced yet. Because <laughs> our our future and uh, everything is literally on our shoulders. Yeah, don't remind me. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's it is what it is. Birdie Birdie likes his job. Hell good. yeah, brother. That's I'm good. awesome. Yeah. I almost said I no, I don't like my job. No. Anybody that works I with me can lie. confirm that I want to fight every day I clock in. Like I clock in and choose violence. My partner Jordan at work, he he uh, they they did some fuck fuck shit right off the rip, right back right after I got back from vacation. And I said, you know what? My sole purpose is to be an absolute menace in this plant. Period. And it has not stopped since I got back. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going off on on my supervisor the other day, but I just look over and Jordan is trying not to laugh out loud. Like he has his hat down over his face and he is giggling at whatever. I don't even remember. Like I just black out. I'm just like, you guys don't even know what you're doing. And then once my mouth opens, it just goes just like, I'll never be able to have a real job because I will be fired. That sucks. That's just how it is. That's how it is now. They've ruined yeah. me. Yeah. We'll figure it out or we won't. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my hell, Birdie. I'm going to be stuck at the cancer plant. That sucks. Forever. That sucks. Forever. But as I was saying, uh, yeah, see, my little brother's been here and he's, he's seen it happen with not involving work because. I just get wild sometimes. It is what it is. Yeah, that's also true. I was, I was, I was on that point. I was on that hellier point. Our friend Seth got on. It was, it, it's, it's rough. But again, it's cool to be back. I missed you all. Had a good time, but I'm glad to be back. Not glad to be back at work. I'm glad to be back hanging out with everybody. So we're gonna wrap it up there. Thanks for hanging out with the solid cold. Um, yeah. So until next time, check us out Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. You know when it is. Stay safe. Stay weird. And if you see a birthday balloon in the woods, do not tell Seth about it because he will try to fight you. <laughs> <laughs>